Hello sports fans, this is Chris from the West Coast Sports Junkies inviting you to join us as we talk sports. West Coast style. Get a local British Columbian perspective on the world of sports and beyond. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at West Coast Sport 9. Reach out to us by email at westcoastsportsjunkies at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at west underscore coast underscore sports underscore junkies. If you have any suggestions, questions, or just want to get into it with us, Ty, Mike, and myself are always here to interact. Our slogan always is, sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy. Join us weekly for new episodes. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 56 of the West Coast Sports Junkies. West Coast Sports Junkies. Uh, here we are, www.westcoastsportsjunkies.ca. That's our website for all our great content. Episode 56, we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to get into the playoff, or sorry, the uh, draft lottery, okay, which Montreal won. Um, surprise, surprise. Worst team in the league. Uh, we're going to get into the NHL playoffs and. Um, whatever that means. I'm not very happy with some of the results I'm seeing even today, but it is what it is. And we're going to get into some NFL talk. I know Ty was talking a little bit about Mr. Brady, the GOAT. And we'll get to UFC. And we've also got our best bets as usual. Um, So look for those and uh, make sure that uh, you listen to what we say because typically we're correct. Uh, Well, Sometimes. We have our moments. We have our moments, but uh, yeah, that's what we're getting into tonight. What do we got going on, boys? Mr. Mike, where are you this week, on? there, Kovic? Oh, I'm in capital city of the province here. So. This boy gets around, eh? West coast. I'm all west coast, baby. All over the west coast. <laughs> Right on. How's the weather over there? Oh, it was beautiful today. Now it's a little cloudy. It's a little like it's going to drizzle a little bit or something like that. So. Right but not bad. Not bad. We're going to talk about our Edmonton trip again. <laughs> I think we covered most of it last week, but uh, yeah, I'm, we might I'm we might have sure left we... a few things out. Yeah, I feel yeah, like the Oilers need us out there, man. Oh man, what a disaster! Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> stupid hockey pool oh stupid hockey pool i'll tell you Jesus. yeah man they need uh they need some defense and actually mike smith has not been playing that bad so no but really he still on sucks him. defensively they've been terrible he single-handedly lost mike smith single-handedly lost them game one single-handedly true okay true but uh so, he's been pretty good Quick has been unreal, though, too, on the other end. In his old age, he it's has been, been, yeah. It's been a weird series. You see him trying to catch the puck with no glove? Yeah. I yeah, I saw it. that. I saw that. That <laughs> uh, was pretty funny. It's a weird series, though. Like, the Oilers, what was that, game three in L.A., just absolutely demolished them, and it looked like they Eight were two. yeah, they were going to, you know, potentially run away with the series, like, like, look, like the far better team. But, man, 
that has not been the case these uh these last two games. But they're still alive. There's still a couple games to be played, so we'll see how it plays out. But Mike, um we didn't get into what you're drinking tonight. Oh, shit. yeah, wait, wait, before you guys do that, unfortunately, I have to um depart the episode at this time. Mm. But uh enjoy yourselves. Have a great uh great show. I'll make sure I watch it and yeah, unfortunately, duty calls, so I'll have to uh, do that. But uh, looking forward to listening to this episode. So, yeah, thanks nice for drink. jumping on. And Govic, I have your best bet for you. Okay, do you want to hear it before you leave? Yeah, tell me. Oilers will win Game Seven <laughs> and advance to the second round. Ooh, well, they got to make it to Game Seven first. Okay. Yeah, that's what I I'm saying. I... By the it by the time this is out and everything, it's it's gonna be happening. Okay, we'll hold you to that. Hey, that's your best bet. I'm just helping you out here. Yeah, okay. We'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later, guys. Have fun. All right. All right. See you, man. So, Mike, you don't have a drink or what? No, I don't actually have one on me right now. I was I was rushed to get in here early to yeah, help yeah, you yeah. out. But uh, I'm going to have a – I'm just going to go with a simple beer. Uh, I'll go with a coconut tonight. How are you? What do you got going on? I'm drinking something different tonight. I got my Crown and Coke. Uh, been on something those lately. <laughs> some about the the uh, NHL playoffs, and you see the Crown Royal sponsors everywhere. They're a big sponsor of the playoffs. It's like I sit down. I wasn't gonna have a drink. I'm like, eh, you know what? I'll have a drink. I don't feel like a beer, so we go to the Crown and Coke. Yeah, right on. But, uh, but yeah, no, the playoffs have been pretty good so far. Uh, kind of, kind of weird. There's been a lot of blowouts where i see I, I it feels like years past there's a lot more closer a lot more overtime games anyways there's only been what three or four so far this year yeah. um other than that marathon rangers penguins game early on and they've been fairly quick there hasn't been a lot of double ot's and and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but like the one last night with the with the oilers it was over in like what a minute yeah you know what that kind of reminded me of um a couple of those canuck games where we've it's a couple of like playoff games I was at years ago. I want to say one was against the Wild. Oh my God! They... I was at one too. <laughs> I think we like, might have been at the same game. They tied he it. Scored late. a shorthanded goal. Nazan scored a shorthanded goal when we um, Willie Mitchell's in the box. You remember that? Yeah. I think you. Yeah, the I game. think we this is the, the same game. game. Yeah. Yeah, and so we we're like parting the entire intermission to that come was to back tie it to go to overtime. Yeah, obviously. to come yeah. back, sit down over. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like what I felt the Oiler fans would have been going through last night because they came storming back. They, it was a little different comeback. They came back from two goals down, but uh, just to have that, they were probably partying, you know, the team had all the momentum. They're on that high. And then you start overtime LA dominated for about two minutes there. They had them hemmed in and just like that, the game is over. It's like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Yeah, man, I feel bad for that team. I don't know. I think it's gonna be tough for them to win two straight against LA, especially got to go to LA and play one of them, man. I don't know. Yeah, LA's a tough team to beat. They, 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 they're pretty resilient. It's gonna be if they if they win. I think if they win the next game, I think they'll take it in seven, like you said. I'll go with I'll go with Govic's bet there, but they got to get through that <laughs> next game, man. It's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, well, you look at the games in LA, like they did blow them out one time down there, eight to two. Yeah, that's so. True. Um, you never know. it could happen and they definitely have the firepower to to come back in that series but yeah just defensively but it's like the same thing we've talked about for so long it's like defensively them, yeah. and and goaltending 
Yeah. Um, they have one of the best duos in the NHL right now, uh, in Dreisaitl and, and McDavid. Uh, you just wonder, like, you know, they went out and got a Vander Kane, which he's been a pretty good addition, but like, you know, that, that money could have been spent, uh, I think would have been more useful in the, the back end or even goaltending, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, and the other Canadian teams, well, Toronto, that game yesterday was pretty crazy. Down two nothing in the first to the defending champs at home. Um, I did not see them coming back and winning that game. So I got to give them pick, credit there. Baby. Here we go. Actually, I think that they're going to see a game seven. I, I, I love game sevens. I love the excitement, especially when it's, my team's not in it because yeah. my emotions get too, too involved. But I like watching good, uh, good teams go at it. Game seven in the playoffs especially Canadian teams. I got the Leafs. I think, yeah. I think that one's going seven. Um, couple I had the Leafs. Sure. I had the Leafs last year and we saw how that went in yeah. the same, in our same playoff pool. But I don't know. Am I one of the only ones that cheer against a lot of these Canadian teams? Like I want the Leafs to get bounced every year. I think it's awesome. I mean, that just because I'm a long suffering Canuck fan, miserable Canuck fan <laughs> wants to see other teams. Like I want Edmonton to get knocked out. I think it's hilarious all their luck in the draft over the years and they still you know can't go on a run yeah it's kind of embarrassing eh? uh yeah for sure and then you know how how long is mcdavid gonna put up with this you, you gotta wonder like you think he's gonna ask for a trade well i don't think anytime soon but i mean how many years the guy take of this uh, yeah, um, I don't know. he's making some interesting comments he made one comment after the game like you score four goals in a playoff game you should win kind of thing like He's true. A little bit. Yeah, but he's not uh he's not the best defensive player either. I mean, the guy's all offense. He's uh I don't know. You can look back at a lot of plays in the series that uh they focused on like commentators and analysts in intermission where he gives the puck up, doesn't get back in time, leads to odd man rushes and stuff on his crazy rushes. I mean, but you gotta take that with him, right? Yeah. For yeah, sure, it like he creates so much you offense. Can't blame him, man, for not getting back. He's look at Ovi, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Ovi just sure. hits at center ice. For sure, for time. sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. You agree. know, and I, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I saw McDavid in the throwing his weight around quite a bit more than he does, obviously in the, in the regular season. Mind you, this is playoff hockey, and is probably why we like it so much more. But yeah. You can see the emotions coming out in him for sure, which is good because you know that he wants to, to win. Now their backs are against the wall. They got to win. So I'm really looking forward to game six because he's he's going to come out flying. Oh, yeah. And he's exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so what if they lose game six? Where do they even go from here? What are they going to oh. do? Oh, man, I'm just worried about, like, the Canucks <laughs> and what they got to do. Okay? I can't worry about all these damn teams. Well, yeah, what it's pretty obvious what they got to do. Defense, 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 man. You got to build up that back line. Yeah. And goaltending. Yeah, no. Although I, I like Smith. I don't know what you guys, but. Yeah, he, he's... Scored, he scored a goal that I was at the game. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, he's he's okay, but he's he's getting up there. I don't see him being around much longer um, in the NHL, maybe a year or two, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, back to the NHL playoffs. The one thing that also surprised me, there's been a lot of penalties called. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Have you noticed that? Seems like compared to years past, they, you know, there still is kind of a let them play mentality. 
they let a, let a lot of that stuff go. But I feel like there's been a lot of like crazy power plays. Like today, for example, the start of the Pittsburgh game, um, they gave them a two minute five on three within the first minute of the game, Pittsburgh. Really? Like, Why? I, I just turned it on. Yeah, yeah. I just said one was like a an elbowing penalty. And then on the delayed penalty call, they got a slashing call. <laughs> and then just like the, you know things like that a team that's up 3-1 on the road and you give them a two man you just don't normally see that in the playoffs did they score they did not they actually oh, wow. yeah they didn't score um but no it's just it's weird because you don't normally see that and another thing i've noticed is you know how one team will get two or three calls and then you just know the other team should be getting the, like a call coming their way yeah, they make it well, they try to make it even out but they haven't been doing that as much in these playoffs i don't know which is good and which is good in a way because you want them to call the game that's in front of them. We don't want them just, you know, I I gave them a penalty. Now I got to give these guys a penalty, which I see happens way too often. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is true as well. But yeah, the, uh, the playoffs have been good. Uh, I'm in agreement with you that I hope there's a bunch of uh, game sevens. And it looks like we are going to get a few. We'll see how all the series play out in the next few days. Um, There's a big game tonight, Calgary, um, Calgary and Dallas. That's tied two a piece so i could see that game going seven or that series going seven but uh yeah no looking forward to the the rest of the first round here absolutely man so now that we've talked about all the uh fun teams in the playoffs it must be nice uh you know we can focus back to our non-playoff team here for a few minutes the canucks it was uh it was our stanley cup finals yesterday which is the uh annual nhl draft lottery <laughs> and um you know it was actually I, I guess you could say it went okay for the canucks uh based on our odds um we did not have a very good chance of winning the draft lottery and this year they changed the rules actually so teams i think picking in the back half um so say the canucks would have if they would have won the draft lottery we could have only moved up 10 spots so we would have jumped up to the fifth pick now, I was thinking that would have been the most Canuck thing ever for us to finally win the draft lottery and not be able to pick first, right? <laughs> like to 100%, move up to fifth man. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen, and we we didn't lose a spot too, which is positive. Normally, we either move down or, you know. Which is a win for us. It's a win. Uh, so we're picking 15th. And um, from what I was hearing from our, our new GM there, Patrick Alvin, it's a pretty deep draft. So after the top end talent, like I think one to three, he was saying from four to about, I think four to actually like 20, it could be, you know, depending on team needs and that there isn't like that next, you know, that next guy, it's all solid players. So the Canucks should get a solid prospect there. Um, I don't see them trading it. <laughs> like we traded <laughs> our, uh, traded our pick last year. So we will definitely you think be taking going a player. Sorry. You want to see them go with that pick? best player available at yeah, that point for D goalie whatever no i mean best player available within reason like i don't see us drafting a goalie that high we got demko as our as our future goalie it looks like but uh yeah if it's a defenseman if it's a forward or center whatever center left wing right wing i'm good with just best player available because i feel like the canucks haven't done that in years past i don't know what about you you hope they draft a certain position I always like to go defense, man. So I, I, I always want a big, tall, tough, 
defenseman. That's how I like to build the teams, but uh, they never, ever listen to me. So <laughs> that's where I like to see us go. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there is that guy, like I'm not too familiar other than the first few picks in this draft, um, I would be happy with that. I mean, we do need another big, strong defenseman to, uh, you know, kind of grow with Quinn Hughes and be that maybe number two guy. Yeah. Um, because Tyler Myers, I feel like could have, could have been that guy, but he's just, we've talked about this a lot. He's just a gentle giant. Like, you know, I never noticed that until you said it. Now that I, when I watched his last couple of games, I was like, Holy shit. Ty's freaking right, man. He could be like, amazing out there. He's good. He's got to be a, a monster. Tougher. Yeah. He's a big boy. Like just get a little bit of a mean streak and uh, just get in some of the, like, just play a little meaner. I just guess, watch chip tape from Chara, man. Is exactly. he Chara? Yeah, he's just fighting yeah, everybody yeah. on the ice. Yeah. Well, and no just laying like big hits. I think Myers is like, he's afraid to lay out uh, or lay some of those big hits because he's been, uh, he's been penalized and suspended a few times just because he's freaking tall and he'll end up hitting a smaller guy. And then it's, you know, he's hitting them with his elbow around the back of his neck or something, you know, and they're calling it like a headshot. I've seen that happen a few times. Maybe that's it. I don't that's know. What I'm saying but... watch the tape from Chara or any of those big guys, man. Like, yeah. Let's do what they do. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I'd be happy with the Canucks taking, you know, a big defenseman or something like that. But uh, I don't know. We're going to get a, a good young prospect to help the rebuild, which is good. Um, speaking of rebuilding teams, the Canadians actually won the draft lottery. So they actually know how to tank properly. Kudos to them. I feel like they tanked really fast, don't you? Like they were pretty decent. They're just in the cup last... final. Too, yeah. Though. What the see, hell? That's... Well, that's good though. That's what you do. Now they're going to get uh, Shane Wright. Who's the top prospect in this year's draft. Um, he's not quite a generational talent. Like the number one pick next year is that Connor Bedard, but definitely he'll be, he's probably going to be local a star. Boy, Connor. Probably going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, Shane Wright in this league. So yeah, they, they went to a cup final. They knew they kind of got lucky in the bubble there. They, yeah. they blew it up and they've tanked properly. Like the Canucks, they should have done for, for a few years past not the last couple but you know what i mean and uh there they go they win the the number one pick which we still have yet to do as a franchise yeah and we still have yet to win a <laughs> cop either so good for them and yeah. i wish them all the best of luck with shane for sure <laughs> for sure and then uh so one more thing with the lottery here the the seattle kraken actually were the the lone top three team to drop down similar to what the Canucks have done in years past. So maybe it's like the curse of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I don't know you what's know? going on with that. Hey, that's crazy. And they're just came into the league. Like, come on, I know. Is, you know, give these guys a bone there, man, but they'll, they'll still get a good young player, but yeah, they dropped from two to four. So, um, just, see what this, happens you said that. this is a pretty deep draft like it's a lot, a lot of talent up there from, the from what i hear and from what our gm was saying now i don't know if he's just saying that to make uh fans like us a little excited and happy but uh yeah after the normally there's like tiers right in any draft it's like in the first tier i think that's like the top three and then it kind of drops down but it's not like three or four in the top 20 tiers right it's yeah. apparently it's like from four to 20 it could be Anyone? Um, could be anyone. There could be some moves being made and just kind of like based on team needs. And so. like this year's NFL draft then that was a pretty yeah. wide open. Yeah. That was very wide open <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was one thing that, uh, Rick Dollywall from 
Donnie and Dolly there was talking about is there are some rumblings that uh, New Jersey was interested in JT Miller prior to the trade deadline. And they are one of the teams that jumped up to get the number two overall pick. So there's been a lot of talk. Would we swap uh, Miller for the number two overall pick? Would you draft. do that on a really deep draft, like you're saying? Like you're not going to get a well, no, no. That's the the top three or like the top tier of the draft. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you're moving up into that that first level now. It's always a gamble, though, man. You know what you're getting with JT. Although you're going to pay him a pretty penny. Jeez, he's got one year left on this deal. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're I mean, gonna have to figure out how to for him. Yeah, you get nothing for him or. You know, we got to figure out that's what they're going to do, obviously, leading up to the draft right now. They're evaluating. They're talking to agents. Uh, Besser, like we talked about last week, uh, Besser, Horvat, and Miller all need to be extended. So they just got to decide what they want to do and, you know, what direction they're going to go. But I definitely think this management team is going to try and do a proper rebuild and not just retool. And it feels like keeping Miller would be the retooling thing of yeah you know i saw a weird post from besser did you see it and he's like he thanked vancouver fans and everything for the last five years like as if it was like kind of like he's leaving no i didn't see that yeah i saw like, it I was kind of like, huh i haven't heard anything i was looking at them news things whatever yeah. like maybe he's just because it was like almost like it was like almost after right after that press conference he had right when he's kind of yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. and stuff could have been like he's just thanking everyone for that but it didn't really specify what and I was just like, kind of like, okay, hmm. maybe, but nothing's yeah, maybe. come out. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe he knows something that we don't yet. And they're keeping it quiet until the draft or I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but I think we finally have the, the right management team in place to take this team to a legit contender. Uh, eventually, I don't know how soon it's going to be, but uh, you know, not just a retool and a proper rebuild and, hopefully compete for the playoffs and the cup for years to come. I agree, man. All right, Mike. Well, UFC 274 down in Phoenix, Arizona. Disappointed, actually. I was so excited for this card. It was very, it was really hyped up. Um, I thought there were going to be some great fights. Don't get me wrong. There were a few, but overall, man, on the grand scheme of things, it was, it was terrible. What did you, what what did you think? Fest, man. (laughs) If you're going to grade this one to be a D minus, I couldn't believe it. Like we had, we started off the night. First of all, you know, tons of things happened leading up to these fights. We had, um, we had uh, Donald Cerrone pull out last minute the day or the day morning of, because he had food poisoning. Probably went out yeah. and ate an Earl sandwich, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> but man, and so then they, they replaced that fight with um, what is this, their names there? We had Williams and Brown. They, I mean, they fought, but it was a split decision. Went the distance. Nothing exciting happened in that fight at all. Yeah. I didn't think. Um, I know you were out in uh, you were out and about watching it. I watched it at home. How, you know, how was the crowds where you were, at? were they into it or is it just like a, no, man, it was, uh, we went to match in, in new West there at starlight casino. Oh, yeah. Um, because there's not a lot of places, honestly, that show it anymore. I was, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, I guess it's just so ex- it's expensive, I guess for, for bars and places to order it, they got to pay per seat kind of thing. 
kind of get that and coming back from COVID, you know, it's just an extra added expense. And yeah. I guess it, it just wasn't working, but anyways, the crowd at, at match. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, wasn't was very packed. lively. It was busy. Yeah. Um, we needed reservations, uh, which we got, uh, one of our buddies got reservations for us. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was busy, but it was just like, everyone was waiting for the next fight how it started you know what i mean like you talked about the first fight like they fought but it was a split decision nothing exciting yeah there was it was a calm cool like you yeah know, nothing didn't go anywhere right? kind of a boring uh back and forth kind of match yeah. the and next then, fight sorry, go yeah ahead. no that's what i was gonna say the next yeah. fight surely did not help this this <laughs> no, crowd man. and the liveliness of everything those guys should not even be on a pay-per-view no and they, i hope that they retire after this this last fight like Jesus, to be honest Jesus, they shouldn't even no. be on the fight card let alone the main card of a pay-per-view but yeah go ahead no i agree it, it was another split decision win um for saint prude i i picked him to win it i thought he was just gonna run right through shogun knock him out but it was, yeah. it was a similar fight to the first fight it was just back and forth slow no one really wanted to do anything um and uh, he, he squeaks out a, a split decision win they, i think these both these guys should retire if you if you lost a round to Shogun Hua at, and he's at uh, 40 <laughs> years old, like, come on, man. Uh, yeah. You should be retiring. And Shogun, obviously, he looks, looks like he shouldn't even be in the ring anymore. Um, mm-hmm. He's looking flabby. And, you know, I, just, I don't think he's – I think he should talk – his people should talk to him and be like, listen, yeah. not enough now. This is not good for your, uh, for your overall well-being and life, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I think like that, the guy is – yeah, like you said, he's older. He definitely should retire. I hope he does. I hope yeah. Dana forces them too after that. Yeah, for sure. And then the fight after that, we had Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. This is one that I really wanted to see, and I was really excited yeah. for. And this one was actually a really yes. good fight. This is what I I this didn't want could... to see Chandler just lay on him the whole time, which I thought yeah. we we're gonna see. He actually came out with a bang with him, and for man, sure. what a knock! And he got and he got rocked a few times early too yeah, by, yeah. by Ferguson. I thought Ferguson looked pretty good early on. That's the thing. Um, I didn't think that he would be a minus 400. Chandler should be a minus 400 if you're going to sit there and bang with Tony Ferguson. Yeah. You know? And but, then, uh, yeah, the uh, the kick heard around the world, I guess you could say. Uh, I thought he killed him. The place <laughs> went from, like, it actually, even at max, the place went from, like, everyone going crazy for the knockout and then just seeing him, like, face down, like, out cold. Like, oh, my God, is he dead? Like, holy shit. <laughs> Like Did that you see some of the slow mo's of that kick? Yeah, man. <laughs> Look like oh, he aged age 60 years yeah. from that freeze frame of his face being compressed by that kick. Oh, man, that was brutal. That's what do you probably think, uh, knockout. That's probably one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah, I it's going to be what's something. It's going to be up there for knockout of the year. I can't, I can't think of anything else that was more devastating than that so far this year. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be in the talks and for a long time, I think. Oh, for sure. That's going to be oh. added to that UFC. You know, when you go to the live fights, that opening video, <laughs> yeah. that is definitely going to be on there, man. Um, but yeah, the, the fight itself, it was actually pretty, oh, it would save the card in my opinion. Uh, even though it was pretty quick, it was an exciting fight. And like you said, Chandler didn't just go there and try and lay on him. He actually stood and, and uh, threw some punches with them. And, and Ferguson did catch him a couple times. Yeah, he's an exciting fighter, eh? That Chandler, I like him. Oh yeah, man. He's uh, and he's got that persona that the UFC needs right now. I feel like there's not enough yeah. of those guys. Like it's a little bit over the top. It's almost getting into like the, the WWE, 
a little bit. Yeah, well, that's what I'll... Connor did to get big and high. True, get up, true. Right? But, and but, he even but called I feel out like Connor after the fight. He did, and that was another thing. His uh, <laughs> post-fight presser was awesome. But yeah, I feel like the UFC needs a few more guys like him because uh, yeah. they'll get like, like I want to see him fight it. Like all those guys, he called out a few of them, um, and I definitely think he could. Uh, I think he would destroy Connor. I don't know. I can't believe all the hype Connor's still getting. I think he's. I think it's he's just because he's the money well. fight. Everyone wants the money. That's why he's true. Out. He already fought Oliveira and he already fought Gaethje and lost to both those guys. So now I don't. You're gonna yeah, go yeah. for the money. Yeah. But where do you think's next for for Chandler? Where would you go if, if you were him or you're the UFC or whatever? I don't know, man. I feel like he's fought quite a few times in the last couple of years. I mean, who who has he lost to? He he fought for the title, right? Lost all of to Oliveira. Oliveira for the title, yeah. He got knocked out and then he lost. Before to, that, though, uh, he Gaethje. went on a. Before that, he went on a little run. No. No, like to he get the title before fight. he fought for the belt, he won one fight in the UFC. Oh yeah, because he was a new a new addition from. Yeah, he was the Bellator champ. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He came over, fought one guy, and then direct straight into a. That's why they say he's got the Dana White privilege bullshit because yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah, Ferguson yeah. was all pissed off. Like, remember that tweet you you showed you showed me? Yeah, he was going on a rant because. Yeah. Uh, well, Ferguson has on a 12-fight win streak, and, and he didn't, didn't get, get no title shot. Title shot. Yeah. This guy comes in, he fights one no-name guy, boom, title shot, right? But at the same time, like we said, I feel like he does a great job of promoting himself there, uh, Chandler. And that's yeah, what totally. the UFC is looking for. Like, Ferguson, even in that interview, like, he just – don't, you don't – you kind of feel bad for him, but you don't want to go see him fight with that, like, complaining about the UFC and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So – he definitely doesn't do a good job hyping himself up in my opinion, but yeah, in terms of who Chandler should fight next, uh, I'd love to see Connor come back and fight him just for the lead up Connor to that. Do it. I don't think Connor would do it because Connor would get his ass kicked, but like a Poirier, maybe that'd be a good fight. You know, like one of those yeah. like top five, a uh, Poirier, um, who else is up there right now? I mean, we just saw Gaethje and, and Oliveira fight. I mean, yeah. does he get a title shot? I don't think so. Does he deserve another one? No. No, not yet. Do you think he does? No, I don't think so. I think he needs another fight or two. But I, even if he fought someone like Connor and won, I still don't think yeah. that would be enough to even get it. It would be enough based on, you know, the, the name. But it'd be a huge, of... I mean, that'd be a huge fight if that happened. I'd be wanting to go to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and uh, imagine the, the lead up to that because he likes he, to talk a lot of trash too. Yeah. Even Oliveira called out McGregor. So yeah, true. It's tough to uh, to see where they're gonna go with it. Um, on the other end, oh, yeah. where would you go if you were Ferguson? I would retire, man. <laughs> the guy almost—I thought he—I thought he was dead. I texted you yeah. when that happened. I was like, "Oh man, I think he just—I think he might be dead. He just got his a foot through his face." I agree with you. Like, I hope that his cold. people in his inner circle there sit him down and be like, look, man, you don't want to... He's taken a lot of damage the last he has. couple of years. That's four losses in a row fight. too, right? For him. Four losses in a row. Could be five. It's four anyways, for sure. At least at be. least four, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, get, I think he must have a fight or two left on his contract. But, yeah, I would... Uh, I would tell him to retire. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, a, it was a good run, man. Maybe you should just teach you know, jiu-jitsu exactly. and, and MMA and stuff, but become a fan be, of the game. I don't think he'd be t- taking uh, any more knockouts like that. Cause that was, yeah, that was one of the most brutal knockouts I've ever seen. We'll, uh, we'll have to put that on our, on our story. Yeah, for sure. That, that freeze frame picture, but yeah, you're just talking about uh, Oliveira. What do you think about the main event? Yeah. The main event was, I mean, 
Well, first of all, he missed weight, which is unbelievable. I don't know how you do that. You're the champ. Like, that's on him. It uh, is, like, but come but, on, man. Uh, just to cut you off for one sec, there was some controversy about the scale and it wasn't calibrated properly or something. And it could really? have been off half a pound. So even post-fight, they're, they're asking Dana about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to get that sorted out. It can't happen. Um, it's like, I don't know if that was it. But even Dana was saying, yeah, there was an issue with the with the scale and calibration of it, and that could have been it. Because there's a few other fighters that I guess still made weight, but they were having issues. Anyways, regardless, you gotta you gotta be in that zone. You gotta be, yeah, you mean, can't be that mean, close. Exactly. Title and, fight uh, like well, that. Yeah, the fights. I mean, it happened exactly how I thought it was gonna happen. I thought that uh, he was gonna be better than I expected, which he was. Because he mm -hmm. has been every single time he's come out and fought in the last few times, and uh, I thought he would finish Gaethje, um, and I, I think I call him round four rear naked choke, but he did it round one again. Yeah. Surprised me round one like three minutes in, you know, finished him and he got tagged too. Like we said, Gaethje's yeah, gonna Gaethje hurt him, and he yeah. did. This guy's a beast, man. I don't know. He's the real deal. He's the he's the champ, and uh, you know, I'm gonna give it to him now. I, he he took I those punches like with ease like he got rocked and he went down and he wanted he wanted to pull guard on Gaethje and every time Gaethje's like nope don't want any of that like stand up I yeah mean, I think Gaethje got a little impatient uh with the fight and he just got caught scrambling and look how quick Oliveira can capitalize man that guy oh, is man. unreal so good with those submissions and he has another the UFC record now with most submissions yeah there's another just like he made it look so easy like sure, like he got rocked a few times, but he just got up and just put him away with ease. It seemed like like I was never worried for him in that fight. You know what I mean? Even a couple times he got rocked, so like at no point did I think he was gonna lose. Yeah, I know that's the guy's such a beast now. I mean, he's getting himself up there in like the realm of uh, you know like uh, John Jones stuff. These guys are he's on another level than all the mm -hmm. the, the competition in that weight division. Uh, I don't see anyone in there that can challenge for him, challenge the belt for him right now. Anyways, um, Khabib, I would say, oh man, would, be would that be something? I oh feel like he's God. the only guy right now that could beat uh, Oliveira, or and it would be great to see because his stand-up's awesome and his ground Grappling. game is where he's yeah, dangerous. just as good. Khabib's as... ground game, ground round, that would be a, such a good fight, man. Oh man, I wish I could see that. Come I on, Khabib, get out. I, I bet you Dana is like power calling him and like trying to like, you know, figure out all these incentives, trying to get, lure him back in for a fight like that. Cause that yeah. seems like the only, only guy in my mind that could, uh, that could beat him. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that would be something else to see that fight happen. But uh, where, on the other hand, again, where do you go with your Gaethje? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Second title fight, you lost it. I mean, he's going to be like the one drawing of those guys. board. He's just going to be one of those, like we talk about all the time, the word they use, the gatekeeper, I think, for the division, like that tough guy. Can't, yeah, like an Ortega. The... But you know what? Oliveira was that Ferguson. guy for years, too, though, hey? And he finally uh, got over the hump. Yeah, Oliveira was that guy that was around years. forever. And then that's why it was such a feel good story when he first won the belt. And yeah. uh, I honestly did not think he'd, we'd be here talking about him with all these title defenses against these dangerous guys. Yeah. But no yeah, this was. Uh, this was the second part of my champ parlay. And I don't know if you'll notice, Mike, I purposely skipped over the co-main event to go to the main event on for a reason. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, man. man. 
Like, what the Rose, hell was Rose doing? And the strawweight women's division is like the most exciting fighters and fights that I have ever seen, you know, down yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, like some of the fights, just thinking back, like Joanna and Rose, Joanna and, and all of them, man, it's 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 unreal with Wiley when she her, her head was like, uh, yeah, 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 he popped he up but, or whatever, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. They they obviously didn't come to fight, and I don't know. Like they just to me, it's something that they just danced around the entire twenty five minutes. Not no one wanted it. No one threw punches. Rose yeah. said after the fight that she was just, you know, trying to be strategic about it. But I mean, if you're going to be strategic, you got to try to win some rounds here and like yeah. hit her, beat her up, like make, do something. Even uh, you talk about scoring octagon controls, one of them, like she wasn't the one coming forward. She was backing off, uh, you know, the whole fight. She wasn't pressing at all. Um, she scored maybe one late takedown there thinking that was enough to win the fight. Uh, but Carla, you're talking about Rose. Rose? Yeah. yeah, late. She took her down late in the fifth round, but Carla took her down multiple yeah. rounds. Yeah, scored a whole bunch of points. She was the aggressor overall, but not really though. More so, like, like just a little her... bit more so, maybe. Is that a, I don't? I, is that enough? I don't feel to like no. Champ? I don't feel like based on how the UFC normally is, like you know, that's usually kind of a thing where you got to beat the champ to be the champ in a close fight like that. So exactly. if anything, I thought the split decision should have gone to Rose. But at the same time, and like, I don't know what the hell she was doing. Her post uh, fight presser was a little weird too. Like, oh, why can't I uh, fight like this and not take any damage and to my face and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, damage to my face. It was kind of weird. And then you also had uh, her husband in her corner telling her she, she was winning, which didn't help. So yeah. I think uh, it was partly on him too. Like, oh, yeah, you got this fight. You know, you're winning. You're winning. Well, this must have been their game plan to like just take it easy don't get taken down and just try to make it a stand-up battle but that's a real boring fight to watch i think uh i think she pissed dana off because i've never seen dana so happy to put the belt around someone in my life like when he put it on (laughs) carla yeah um, he was even tweeting like and new right away like it just seemed like he was pissed like if you're gonna be a ufc champion you cannot go in there and put on a performance like that yeah especially when you yeah yeah i agree i mean but at the same time, I didn't see that Carla had won that fight. I mean, did you guys see the? Did you see, you see the judges scoring on that? It was a split decision, and one of the judges gave four rounds to Carla. It was yeah. A, see, I don't see that either. One forty nine, forty nine to forty six, and that, that's got to be Saldamato for sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't notice who the judges were, but no, man, it was uh, it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Um, luckily, it was sandwiched in between two of the best fights on the card. So that's why it was forgettable. But man, I, I like Rose, and that was such a disappointment. Like, where do you go now? Like, there's no <sighs> need for an immediate rematch. I think who the hell wants to see that? Who the fuck wants to see that? Who the hell wants to see that? You think Dana White's gonna that. do that again? I think they asked Dana, and he like pretty much laughed. Like, <laughs> there's no need to do that again, kind of thing. Like, why are we gonna <laughs> sit here for 15 minutes or sorry, 25 minutes and and watch that again? Like. I guess that opens uh, the, the door for uh for for uh, Wiley Wiley and uh like Joanna. Joanna like for sure. Yeah. I'd rather see her in there with her swollen head after a few punches. She'll, I think Joanna actually beat Carla. She'll put on a good show. Before. I think so. I I know Carla was the first ever strawweight champion in the UFC. She mm-hmm. her and Rose fought in the 
in the UFC show there or whatever for that, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, for that yeah. title. And that's when she won the first time. But yeah, you're right. Because now Carla's beat Rose twice. There's no yeah, why, yeah, why sure. have a trilogy belt when you haven't even beat her once. It should be if she had a one, then so, maybe you could Yeah, Rose will have to go back to the drawing board, obviously fight her way back up there again. And... Oh man, poor Rose. I just feel like she that's all she does is just keep on fighting. Well, it's she had one title defense and, and then better. this. That's why it was so surprising. I don't know, maybe yeah. she got too comfortable. As and yeah, chance. it's weird because Rose's um wrestling has improved a lot since the loss to uh, Carla, you know, six years ago. Yeah. Or eight years ago, sorry. You know? Yeah, no, she was uh, a much more well-rounded fighter. But, man, yeah, that was that was terrible. They showed, um, I don't know if Adesanya was either, he was live streaming the fights, talking about or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. I saw a little clip. He fell asleep during that fight. Oh, on the couch I, think I, I had a co- I had my my buddy Mike over here and and uh, I was watching it and yeah we were not even paying attention to it by the second third round yeah. what the hell is this yeah. it was such a snoozer man again I gave it a the whole night a d minus yeah I want my money back <laughs> yeah man I want to see some better fights UFC has some making up to do in the next few cards because uh yeah luckily the 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 Ferguson um, Chandler fight and the main event was a good, but yeah, overall, I agree with your grade. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll give it a, I guess, a passing grade because of those two, two good finishes, but yeah, overall, not a great night of fights. And Rose messed up my uh, champ parlay, so there's that <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mike. So it's that time of the year where the schedule makers in the national football league um give us our our seahawk schedule um it's gonna be released tomorrow afternoon very excited about that i am eager to see when we will be playing at home against the denver broncos this year for the welcome uh russell wilson party (laughs) back to the hundred percent back to lumen field um but yeah uh, there's some some Pretty big NFL news, I would say. It's already being reported. Um, as we all know, Brady came back unretired again. This guy just can't get enough of himself. Needs to be in the spotlight all the time. There was the the release of his latest contract. So the first thing I saw, it's like a 10-year deal. I'm thinking, who the hell would sign this guy who's already like 47 or 48, 42, whatever, whatever he is. Anyways, to a 10-year deal. And then I took a second look at it. It's a 10-year deal with Fox to be their, I guess, color commentary guy, their main, like their uh, featured game of the week guy with Kevin Burkhart. Because um, as we all know, they lost Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to ESPN. They're going to be the new Monday Night Football guys. So they were in need of a big name. And they're... Uh, putting all their chips in betting on Tom Brady to deliver $376 million. Well, I think it was a good move. I mean, they went out there and they picked up the biggest fish in the sea, man. Like uh, if you, well, you said who would sign them to a 10 year deal, I think Dan Fernandez probably would <laughs> <laughs> to play. True. That is true. That is but true. He's got commentary experience. I mean, I obviously like it. I'm going to want to tune in and watch him. I, who doesn't, man? It's Tom Brady. 
the goat. I mean, he's 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 obviously a great quarterback. We don't know if he can go out there and they're hoping he's going to be like a Tony Romo. You know, breaking down the breaking down plays, and you know, Romo will almost predict like, oh, they're in this formation, they're going to run this look. It'd be cool if he did, and we can sort of get into his mind, see how he sort of breaks down the defense and stuff like that. Yeah, but he kind of does already, like we said previously, like on the Monday Night Football and stuff. He does come out there and do some commentary. I have heard him on uh, the NFL, you know, XFM uh, radio station and stuff like that. He's on there like weekly, so he's not he's not going into this. Never have done any broadcasting, you know. True, but it's a little different. And this is live. He's breaking down like his game that he played or past games or the next game. I mean, yeah. this is live on the field. What's going on? I mean, obviously he knows football uh, better than most, um, but I don't know. I, I think it's uh, an interesting move. I mean, they had to do something, like I said, losing their two main guys. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting lineups for for commentary um, now around the different networks. So CBS, obviously, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, I just talked about. Fox is going to have uh, Kevin Burkhardt, who I've never really liked. You'd recognize his voice, and he, does, he used to do a lot of Seahawks games. Uh, yeah. He's now their number one play-by-play guy, which will be he'll be paired with Tom Brady when he's done playing um we're assuming it might be after this year but we'll see what happens nbc now has mike Tarico and chris collinsworth for sunday night football um espn joe buck and troy aikman they're a great duo uh, i'll like them a lot better on monday night football than what they've had in the past and then amazon who's now jumping into the nfl market for those thursday night games they are gonna get al michaels who was previously on sunday night football is Amazon making guy. a big push? Yeah, I think I don't know what their deal is, but I think they have most of the Thursday night games this year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be able to stream them on Amazon Prime and stuff. So, but yeah, no, it's it's insane because that Brady deal, three hundred seventy something million, whatever that ten year deal, um, that's more than he's made in his entire playing career. That's insane man. as a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. But hey, wow. good for him. Um, it's funny though that he retires. He spent like a month with his wife and decided that he needs to get the <laughs> hell out of the house. Go yeah, back to football. And then yeah. and then and then he's probably thinking, like, oh man, I'm getting older. I don't know if I can play another 10 years. So I gotta get myself locked up in something so I have uh, something to fall back on and get me out of the house, right? Yeah. I mean, personally, i I'd probably just golf and stuff and travel if I was him, but oh yeah to each man. to each their own. I can think of a lot of things to do. Right? It's not like he needs the money. No. (laughs) But uh, no, good for for him, I guess. Uh, I'm sure Dan is very excited about that. He'll get to hear and see Tom weekly during the NFL season, even after he is long retired. Yep. All right, guys. It is now time for our... O-Dog, best bets of the week. Um, we didn't do that great last week. We're hoping for a bounce back this week. Um, I think, Mike, you're talking about going a little bit off the board here. Hey, um, what are you thinking for this week? Well, you know what? I am going to go a little bit off the board here this week. As you know, and probably some that listen know that I do like to go cycling. <laughs> and I got a couple of buddies that uh, we like to ride around uh, Abbotsford. We do some grand fondos and whatnot. So this week is the 
Giro d'Italia. It's a big bike race, probably the second largest. I would say it's the second largest bike race in the world, second to the Tour de France. And I'm going to place a wager on Caleb. No, sorry, Mark Cavendish. Mark Cavendish to outright win this thing. He's a plus 225. He is the second favorite right behind Caleb Ewan, who is a plus 185. Uh, only reason I'm going to go with Cavendish because I know who he is. I've seen him race before in the Tour de France. And uh, he's doing pretty well there. They're on stage six. So that's where my money's going with uh, Mark Cavendish. <laughs> wow, nice bet. Um, I'm not going to lie. When you said you were going with Mark Cavendish, I thought it's because you like the fries. That's like a brand of fries. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that's, that's what I was thinking when you said Cavendish. I do like the Anyways. fries too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What bet, do you got? Man. Uh, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look out for that. And just Is so it, you know, the Tour de France starts June 1st. So that's coming up too. And there's going to be some, I'll probably be making some wages there, of course, on Bodog. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Well, for my best bet, I am going back to the links. It's the uh, AT&T Byron Nelson Classic, I guess they call it. Um, this weekend. It's a tournament leading up to the PGA Championship, which is next weekend. So a lot of these big name Golfers will be looking to get back into form for the major. Um, so I saw this bet. It's a little interesting. I have Xander Shoffley and Dustin Johnson both to finish in the top 20 for this week's tournament. And it pays out at plus 200. So $50 bet, bet will pay you $100. Um, they both, like I said, will want to be perfecting their game here, getting ready for the second major of the year. So we will look for that. And uh, yeah, so we, we got some golf and, and cycling bets. I like that. Um, we'll just recap. Govic's bet is the Oilers to win the series in game seven. Come back and win, obviously. Now, Dan isn't here. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a bet for him. I know he has Tampa Bay in our little uh, playoff pool here. So I'm going to also do the same for him and go with uh, Tampa Bay winning game seven in Toronto this weekend so there you go dan and go pick and yeah um obviously uh we still have uh, the promo going on if you buy in uh we'll match up to four hundred dollars bodog will match up to four hundred dollars uh with your first deposit and yeah know your limit play within it and have a little fun betting on uh all the sports that are going on right now All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. This was episode 56 of the West Coast Sports Junkies. Mike and Ty, we had Chris on for a little bit. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll be doing a, doing a big major preview of the, uh, of, the P, of the, which tournament is it, Ty? This week? Next week. PGA Championship. PGA Championship. The major week. One. Major <laughs> week, yes. Make sure you guys tune in. We're going to break it down. We have some picks for y'all. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you then.